Hello everybody and welcome to Friends Till the End, your one-stop shop for all things Friends as we run down the whole bloody classic sitcom episode by bloody episode. Bloody hell, it's me, your host Michael, with your other more attractive, popular and funnier host, Elizabeth. Hi Elizabeth. Hey. How you doing? I'm well, how are you? Doing alright. We've just finished watching season 3, episode 14, the one with Phoebe's ex-partner. A real roller coaster of an episode. What happened? My God, this we, is crazy. We've truly entered the darkest timeline with this episode. Lots of lots of crazy shit going on. I'll say. Oh man. Before we get into it, how are you doing? You doing all right? You doing good? Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks for asking. Yeah, no worries. You know, it's just it's just polite to ask people how they're doing when you see them for the first time in a long time. So just wanted to make sure everything was good with you. All right, do you want a quick Ask Elizabeth before we get into the episode? Sure do. All right. Ask Elizabeth. Ask Elizabeth. All right, so in, in line with what happens in today's episode, my question to you is, would you date someone with a prosthetic leg? Yes. Okay, great. That was it for this week. <laughs> that was a good one. It was really clever. Who, how, how did that even, how did you even think of it? All right, the one with Phoebe's ex-partner. First aired, the 6th of February, 1997. How many people do you think we were watching this one? I need a win this time, Ryan. I need a win big time. So you get to go first on the guessing. Last week was what? 28 million. 28.2. 28.2. I'll say 28 and a half. You are a jerk. Here we go. 28.9. Yay! Oh. I was I th- closest. Oh, uh, for some reason I thought you meant like... In between 28 and 28.2. Like the halfway point in between those. What? I'm really bad at math. What? So Are t- you 28.1 would have been the answer to that. No. <laughs> 28.5 was my guess. And I won. Hooray. Yay. Everyone's so excited for you. Michael's the best at this game. Yay. The episode opens in Central Park. It's open night mark. It's open mic night at Central Park. For the opening of this episode of Friends, they have a busy, busy chalkboard advertising as such. There's too many things on that chalkboard. No, it's fine. You've got like the big Central Perk sign, and underneath that it's got imported coffees and teas. Ooh. Yeah, but, but then it says open mic night, tonight, and then it says, you know, good selection of t- cakes and teas. It's like, all right, all right, we, we, it's a coffee shop. It's something for it. everybody, though, because like you could either come in for the coffee and tea, the imported coffees and teas... Or you could come in for the open mic night, but if you don't want either of those two things, but it's got a nice selection of little cakes. It's implied that they have good coffee and tea if it's a coffee shop. I think they're taking away from attracting a crowd for open mic night with their signage. Well, it clearly didn't do them any harm, because we pan in through the window, and it's a packed house. They're packed to the rafters. Mm-hmm. And there is a blonde lady with like a big, like sort of almost beehive hairdo. We only see her from behind to begin with. So we assume it's Phoebe, except from the sounds that are being played from the guitar are actually quite good. So, oh. so something's up here. And then we cut to it, and it's it's not Phoebe. It's somebody else playing. It's another blonde lady with a quirky sense of dress and funny little songs. But they're quite good. She's quite, she's quite rhythmic. She's got quite a good singing voice. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. Phoebe is jealous. She's not happy. 
first everyone just thinks that they're jealous because she's like better than Phoebe um, but then the song ends and she starts another one and it's like dedicated the song's called like Phoebe I'm sorry I miss being your partner I hope you take me back and Phoebe's just sort of like oh, it's probably one of those look for the hidden meaning songs yeah, so clearly the friends don't know mm. that that's her ex-partner, and she wasn't really wanting to talk about it either. Mm. So maybe there's more to Phoebe's jealousy and annoyance at this person than meets the eye. She's so mystical. Phoebe? Yeah, she says all of these things. <laughs> all right. Don't you think? No. We keep learning new things about her. Well, this episode we learned that she used to live on a barge. Yes, we did. It's like Robin's mother from How I Met Your Mother. It's just like, ding, lives on a barge. Oh, yeah. So the episode opens. We've got our new intro to keep us in- entertained. You notice any fun little ones from the from the intro this time around? No, it's just the same old stuff. You've got Monica in a towel pointing. It's quite good. You've got Chandler flipping over his door that's been cut in half by Joey. <laughs> that's pretty good, too. Uh, there's one bit I just noticed when they're like frolicking in the fountain so it's been about for the whole time Ross is wearing a fedora at one point yeah yeah, that's been there how have you not pointed this out to me before why would I even look at Ross oh come on now he's not that bad no 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 right so the episode opens it's revealed that Phoebe's partner has tracked her down her name is Leslie Leslie you were you had flickers of recognition for Leslie? It's just that she has a very raspy, interesting speaking voice. Mm-hmm. She's a good singer. Clearly, she must be a singer. And I don't... I, I can't place her and it's driving me crazy. For some reason, I thought she was... Now, this is... You're going to make fun of me because it's not. I, I thought maybe she was... Is her name Carol Kane? You know from um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, The Landlady? Oh. I kind of thought that with the like. Oh, you thought it was the landlady from Kimmy Schmidt? Yeah. Oh, no. It's not. I, I see what you mean. I like see that, what you mean. that really interesting voice and like the long, pretty hair and. And like give her a decade and a half. And, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I just thought, hey, what? Well, shot in the dark? Not a bad shot in the dark. Who I, is I'll she? I'll give you that. You might not recognize her face. But because would, she's had plastic surgery? No, because she's known predominantly for her voice work on. Shows such as Look. The Rugrats. Oh, is she Chucky? No. She's Tommy Pickles. Oh, she's Tommy? She's Tommy from Rugrats. And she's Buttercup from Powerpuff Girls. Oh, I've never seen Powerpuff well, Girls. Well, Is that the redhead? I don't know. I'm sure I don't know. But yes, Elizabeth Daly. Very popular voice actress. Aw, oh, man. I, I really thought... Okay, yeah. fair enough. Uh-huh. I didn't know what you were going to say. You might not recognize her face. I thought she was going to be some like porn actress or something. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's harsh. What? What's wrong with that? It's good money in that. Right. Okay, yeah, I suppose so. So, yes, Leslie has tracked Phoebe down. Phoebe reveals that they used to be partners, and then she ditched her to become a jingle writer. And Phoebe is very bitter about it. She's very bitter. Of course, I would be too. You would be. Well, yeah. Well, if you're, like, in a musical act and you're just, like, playing coffee shops and you get a gig, like, a well-paid gig writing jingles for adverts, I mean, you take that. I mean, I guess the question is, why can't she do both? Or in what manner did she leave Phoebe? Is it just, like, I got this job, so see you later? 
It sounds like it, but why would you need to? Like, you could do both. Like, Phoebe has a job and does her guitar playing. She sold out. Well, you gotta pay the bills. Yeah. Doing open mic nights in coffee shops across New York is not going to keep the lights on for terribly long. True. Yeah. So, anyway, Leslie's like, oh, I don't write jingles anymore. I really was hoping, Phoebe, that we could get back together. And Phoebe's just like, no. She seems like she's the type of person that holds a grudge. She says it herself. It's like, if you ever betray me, you're dead to me. Which is much like me. I can relate to her on that. If you ever betray me, Elizabeth, so help me. You're dead so to me. So help me, Christ. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere in Central Park, Chandler's waiting to use the bathroom. El Baño. He's like kind of just waiting outside and he's like, come on, come on. And he like uh, knocks on the door. And then someone comes out, and it's and it's an attractive lady. Using the men's room, she's smart. She knows there's no line for that place. Well, why, why do you have to have... Like, if you've just got two rooms, and it is just, like, a toilet inside, why do you even need to distinguish? Like, why can't it not just be like, these are two bathrooms, first come, first serve, fill your boots? Well, I, th- well, I think that nowadays they're doing that. All of them are just, like... You know, gender neutral bathrooms. Yeah. But maybe. Because we see inside what made that a bathroom, and it was like, it's not like it had a bunch of stalls in there or something. It was just literally. Like a sink and a toilet. Yeah. So I think maybe back in the 90s, they just lived in that binary world. Hmm. Oh, well. So, yes, a lady comes out, and Chandler seems to be quite taken by her. She's very pretty. Is she alright? She's in Gilmore Girls. So you say, I looked her up, I couldn't I couldn't find her Gilmore Girls credit. She is, she had a baby with Luke. So Luke has a daughter. Mm-hmm. And he and just she's... never, like, knew about her hmm. for a while. And then he becomes part of the daughter's life. But, like, this woman moved on and everything. And it was just, like, a young, they were kind of young and she had a child and Luke didn't know. Mm-hmm. She's in a few episodes of um, Shameless as well. So I'm surprised you didn't recognize oh, her. Oh, yeah. That. Well, I've, I watched Gilmore Girls more than I watched Shameless. Like, I've seen Shameless once, where I've seen Gilmore Girls lots. She was in five episodes of Shameless. Well, fuck me mm-hmm. then, right? Yep. So anyway, Chandler seems quite charmed by this girl. He then goes to use the bathroom. The girl then goes to leave Central Park, and Joey sees her, and he's like, ugh, and he kind of hides. And she's like, hey, Joey, and he just ignores her. He hides behind a coat rack. Um, so yeah, this girl... She's got history with Joey. Mm-hmm. What's that all about? I like. I, I enjoyed these first few moments of this show because it really made really good use of the space in Central Park. Did you not think? Yeah, I'd never seen the bathrooms before. I don't. We've think. never seen the bathrooms. We get a rare kind of street shot of like the sign and people going in, and then it kind of pans to the window and we see through, and then we've got people up on the stage, and then Joey's like hiding behind the coat racks. It's like, it's, yeah, they're really using the whole the whole bloody set. That's a good observation, Michael. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I just thought it was something, something nice and different about the episode. Ross and Rachel continue to have problems. They've been struggling the last few episodes. <sighs> just break up already. Oh no. Uh, he goes to see her. They're meant to be getting lunch. She has to cancel. She's like, I have to grab a quick bite, but then I gotta go back. And Ross is just like, oh, oh, you always cancel on me. Why are you cancel on me? And Mark's like, oh, it's my fault because I quit. And Ross is like, oh, well, work comes first. He's the ultimate douche. Yeah. 
He kind of is. Why do people like him? Why does she like him? She loves him. Why? Because... His jealousy is getting out of control. It's pretty bad. It's it's so over the top. Everything he does is over the top in like a really annoying way. Like him trying to pretend like he wasn't annoyed, like that he didn't like Rachel at first, you know, like how obvious it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like that he did like her and is like trying to flirt with her. Like everything he does is so over the top and noticeable to everyone. He's always been very protective of her, you know. Remember when Paolo first came into their, their lives? That, no, it's it's purely based on jealousy it's not protection it's jealousy i think it's like about possession i think he really like feels like he has dibs eternal dibs on rachel why because he's loved her for so long so doesn't she get a say in this well this is the difference between nowadays and and back in the 90s and like modern society is really starting to see through this bullshit that's been perpetuated by television and sitcoms for so long, like these grand romantic gestures that these guys do, like people are kind of calling bullshit on it now. There was like a story in the UK this week about a guy whose girlfriend had broken up with him, so he was going to sit at a piano in like a park in Bristol and play nonstop until she took him back. And like the papers kind of covered it being like, oh, he's just a, a romantic wanting the girl back. And like everyone on Twitter was just sort of like, He's just like a creepy grosso who thinks he like, who thinks of this woman as a possession to be won back. Like. So when you watched this initially, did you have these feelings about Ross? I didn't. When I first watched this, I didn't think there was anything particularly wrong with what Ross was doing. I don't think. And like, now. He well, I don't think it's aged very well. Like Ross is seen as like the ultimate, like the underdog, you know, trying to win over the girl. Yeah, I, I don't think it's aged terribly well. What do you think of this guy playing the piano? I think if they broke up, it was probably for a good reason. I don't think him playing a piano would be like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't solve any of the problems for why you initially broke up. Like, wanna, what's that going to do? Do you want to hear how it ended? Yes. Uh, it, it's kind of a sad... Like, I'm not on the guy's side, but he didn't deserve this he shit. He died of starvation? <laughs> no. He had to give up after, like, a couple of days. Apparently, like, he got punched in the face, like, early morning. Like, one morning while doing it. By her? No, no. Just by some, like, guy. Oh, that's, that's... Yeah, I mean, he doesn't deserve that shit, but it's like, uh... Guess his resolve isn't that strong. Well, Ted Mosby would have stayed out there after getting punched in the face. You would have lived out there. <laughs> I mean, the line between being a grand romantic gesture and just being a creepy little wiener is, is so slim. Those don't seem romantic. It just seems desperate. Like sitting playing the piano? No. Uh, I guess Unless not. the piano was symbolic for their relationship. I, I don't think so. But just like choosing... That would be like me saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to go and lie down in the street on a dead-end road in the middle of the country until you take me back. Like, that's no significance. <laughs> it's emotional blackmail. Yeah. Or emotional manipulation, so I So why would anyone want to go back with someone that would think of that? Hmm? I don't know. But I'm sorry he got punched, because nobody should get punched for no reason. All right. All right, well, we, we've gone off. Where were we? Um, <laughs> Ross was just not... He, he hates Mark, basically. He's suspicious of Mark. Um, so he's happy when, when he quits and he's like, oh, well, bye, Mark. She goes to give him a hug. He is still holding her hand. So she like has to hug him with one arm and the other arm dangling out at Ross. 
And then she, he's leaving, and Ross is like, yeah, and it's just like, oh, I'll see you Saturday. And Ross is just like, <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. Phoebe and Monica are sitting in Monica's apartment, just randomly using a Ouija board. Yeah, there's no mention of it. Why they're is sitting, that not addressed? They're sitting there in the middle of the day using a Ouija board, not even talking, though. They're burying the lead on this. You Why? didn't know what that was. No. Why Why are they using a Ouija board? Because technically it's sold as a kid's toy. Now it's, it is. I don't think game. it was back then. It's not that long long ago. 97. 20 years, Elizabeth. I know, but it's... 20 years. No, now it's used more creepily, I feel like, than back then. No, it was very much a... It used to be like a very creepy, occulty thing, and now it's just sold in toy stores. But why? I want to know why. Are they trying to contact Phoebe's mom? So much... This are they so going to try and... Weird. Are they trying to contact Nana? Who passed away back in season one? Find out how she's doing. Mr. Heckles. Mr. Heckles, if you're there, knock twice on the on the floor with a broom. Oh man. Have you ever played with one of those? No, nah, no interest, no interest at all. I'm too scared to. Oh, I don't believe in ghosts, and you believe in ghosts. It's not even ghosts. It's like freaking spirits and demons. And well, I, I don't believe in any of that. So. I want you to play with one and then see what happens, and then you'll okay. believe in them. Okay. We'll do that thing where like I'll be the like obnoxious jerk that kind of pushes it so it spells out boobs, but then it'll be like, you'll die in three weeks' time, and I'll be like, blah, this is bullshit, and then how come your voice and, and the then ghost I drowned? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was too. <laughs> the reference doesn't really work on the podcast, unfortunately. But if you're fans of Thirty Rock, you'll know exactly what hand gestures I just made. It worked on me. You can see me. <laughs> so anyway, th- yeah, they're using a Ouija board for the reasons never explained, never touched on. Phoebe's pager's blowing up. It's Leslie trying to get in touch with her to get her back together. Phoebe is not having any of it. Um, she puts the beeper inside of a <laughs> inside of a pot with a lid inside the oven. Mm-hmm. This is the Friends' new way of getting rid of their problems. We saw it in the last episode where Joy was keeping scary books in the freezer. Oh, yes. Now Phoebe is keeping pagers and pots in ovens. Yep. Avoidance. It's good. Works for me. Joey comes in. He is unhappy to learn that Chandler is going on a date with Ginger. Phoebe and Monica press him for why, and he tells a story. He used to date Ginger like four years ago, and they went for a romantic getaway at a log cabin, and he woke up in the middle of the night, and he threw a log on a fire, and it turned out it wasn't a log. It was her... False leg. Her prosthetic leg. Onto the fire it goes. And then he ran away and left her. So he's never seen her since. That's bad. It is bad. I mean, the worst thing is running away. Yeah. Because at least, you know, it's dark. You're tired. You're not looking. Like, well, it's a mistake. Just, right. So you could at least be like, I am so sorry. Like, yeah. And, but he's just so immature. He couldn't even have thought So he could help her out. Avoidance again. Avoidance again. So was she just there with her dog and her one leg trying to like figure out how to get home? I guess so. What a jerk. Yeah. No cell phones back then? No. Not back in 1993. No, 93. This was four years ago. I thought this was... Oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. We then cut to Chandler on his date with Ginger. Things are going uh, pretty well. They're having a wee kiss in the street. I feel like you never see Chandler kiss anyone. No, I guess... I suppose not. You don't really see a lot of kissing in general. I suppose not. I don't know. Or maybe just it's been a while. It's been a while. 
Um, her foot is in a wet puddle. And Chandler's like, oh, you're going to have to change those shoes. And she was like, no, that's okay. And he's like, what, you got a bionic foot? And she's like, <laughs> little do you know. I don't know why he was so adamant. We got to get you out of those shoes. You're going to freeze. But it's okay. Like, it's just a shoe. Like, I guess that was the writer's way of getting her to start. I don't know. If your foot's in an icy puddle, like. But he was, he's like, we really need to get. He was uh, so... Well, I think you're putting a little bit more emphasis. He's just like, no, you should probably change those. I don't know. I thought it was weird. If you're implying that this was his ploy to get her up to his apartment. Yes, yes. To, is it? Is yes. that what you were implying? Yes. Oh, wow. Let's get you out of those shoes and <laughs> your bra. Like. <laughs> no, he's just got a foot fetish. <laughs> Ugh, let's get those wet socks off, you dirty foot. <laughs> I don't know. When you have a foot fetish, you talk directly to the foot, right? I imagine you name all the toes. Oh, no. And you give them all a kiss. <laughs> all right. Ross and Rachel argue in bed. Ross does not want Rachel hanging out with Mark. No, Ross is is infuriating. And I'm really proud of myself for hating him immediately and continuing to hate him. Because he's sitting in bed and he has his book open and he like makes this little sound he does. And she's like, oh, is that a funny book? And he's like, no, I was thinking about something funny. And it turns out he was thinking about how Mark said that he was going to see Rachel on Saturday. Yeah. Like, you are, you are infuriating. He's infuriating, Michael. I, I agree. I don't, I'm not... Why I'm, is she with him? She loves him. She's better off with Joey. Well, that's never going to happen, Elizabeth. That's, that's insane. I think that'd be cute. Maybe Mark will treat her that better. Isn't Mark dating someone? Wow. Is he, though? Is he? So anyway, they argue. They're going to a lecture on fashion on Saturday, Ross is like, oh, why can't I go? And she's like, yeah, I guess you can. That'd be great. And, like, say what you want about Rachel. Even though Ross is being, like, a petty asshole about it, Rachel is, like, genuinely delighted that he wants to, that he's going to go to the lecture with her. Yeah, I mean, she wants him she's, to share in it. She's like, oh, that's really nice. Yes, I would love that. And she, like, it's genuine. It's not like, fine, you can go. Like, it's like, yeah, okay, great. She's way too patient with him. I guess so. Phoebe's pager has stopped going off and she's kind of like looking at it and she's kind of like, I kind of want it to ring. Like she wants to be wanted. She's afraid to open her heart to Leslie again, but she wants, she wants her to want her basically. Monica gives her a little bit of a pep talk and they have a, a nice wee reunion at Central Park. They, they do a duet about stinky shoes. Or sticky shoes. Yeah, sticky. Sticky shoes. A little bit of a rip-off of Smelly Cat, if you ask me. <laughs> it's in the same realm. Yeah. So anyway, they're back together, which is nice. Yay. Chandler is talking to Monica about his date with Ginger. He reveals that he's kind of freaking out about the fact that she is missing a leg. Do we think we're, we're, she's missing a full leg? Probably At the knee? like the knee down, maybe. Why? What makes you say that? I don't know. It's just what I imagined in my mind, so that's what I'm saying. Okay, I'm saying full leg. Full leg? Yeah, I'm, in my mind it's full leg. Okay. Don't know why. Just like you. Just the feeling. Alright. He's freaking out. He's also mad at Joey about what happened. Even though I think Chandler's thing is a little bit worse. 
Like, Joey made a genuine mistake and panicked about it, and Chandler's just being like, oh, no, this is, like, a horrible, grotesque obstacle that has made this beautiful woman um, undesirable to me now. Right. It's not like she can't walk and do everything, like, normal. Right, he didn't know. He'd been on a lovely evening with her, and she didn't, and he didn't know. Does that change anything? Like, her personality's still the same, and her, I don't know, morals and... How dare he? God, everyone's just disappointing us this episode. I know. What is going on? Um, Ross goes to the lecture and he falls asleep because he's bored. He falls asleep. Everyone notices Rachel was embarrassed. My question is, why can't... Why... Because Ross is going, why can't Mark go now? I thought he was going to be there, actually. I was kind of looking for him. Right. I was... But no, I think, I think like, it was kind of set up that he's not going to... Like, Ross is going to go so that Mark isn't going to be there. Oh, I thought it was, he was, Mark was still going to go because he's interested in fashion. Right. And it'd be, you But know. it seems like something that, like, Rachel has two tickets to, even though you don't sell tickets to lectures. I don't know. I, I thought Mark would be there, though. Mm. Phoebe is teaching Leslie the Smelly Cat song, even though they have a song about sticky shoes, which is pretty similar. Leslie loves the Smelly Cat song. Who wouldn't, Michael? I don't like it very much. What? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. I don't like the Smelly Cat song. I mean, I don't really like any of Phoebe's music. Uh, I like some of the music she did for those kids that one time. She <laughs> never busts out those songs anymore. No, it's yeah, just for the kids. I don't like Smelly Cat that much. But Leslie's like, you should sell Sally... You should smell Sally Cat to an ad. Co- I know you can. You should sell Smelly Cat to like an ad agency. You could sell it for like kitty litter or something. Phoebe's just like, no. Never. And she's like, okay, okay. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, make I some money it, off it. Yeah, I think it would sell really well. Mm-hmm. And more people, you would get more recognition if you mm-hmm. then sang those songs in the coffee shop. You'd be like, oh, wow, did you write that? You're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Phoebe is an artist through and through, not interested in making money off it. It's just all about the music for her. Right. Ginger confronts Chandler about his feelings towards her leg. Or lack thereof. A leg. She's just like, she's like, it's okay if you're freaked out by it. I just want to know if like it's a deal breaker. And he's like, no, it's not a deal breaker. You're you're cool, I guess. And they start pashing, start smooching, start getting hot and heavy. And she starts unbuttoning his shirt, and she has a wee feel about on his chest. And then she stops. She's like, what is that? And you were confused by this. Because you don't remember things that have happened in past episodes. Oh, we knew about this? Yeah, we, he's talked about his, his nubbin before. Why does he call it that? A nubbin, because it's a funny little name. Um, he's like, oh, that's my third nipple. And she's like, oh, okay. Um, I have to go. See ya. So she kind of freaks out and leaves. She says it's nubbin. Nothing. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> and then she leaves. And she, as soon as she closes the door, she does like this really good kind of... Like, she like kind of shudders. So she's the shallow one all along. I guess so. Could you date someone with a third nipple? Ooh, I don't know, actually. Really? I don't... <laughs> see, that doesn't bother me at I all. I think it... Yeah, you get over it. Like, if you really like the person, you get over it. But it would look quite weird. I, I don't know. I guess it... It doesn't even phase me slightly. No. <laughs> like, what's... What's the problem? I don't know. It's just weird. I guess. Nipples are weird in general, but, like, I think her reaction was over the top. Yeah, but that's what's funny about it, I think. I thought it was good. So he has a third nipple. 
Well, for now. And I knew about this. There was an episode where they discussed it before, yes. Was it in passing? No, it was kind of... I can't remember what they were doing. Like, you don't see it, but it was, like, basically in one of those episodes where everyone's, like, kind of talking about everybody's secrets. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then at one yes, point, yes, someone's yes. like, oh, Chandler's got a third nipple. I thought that was a joke. Oh, no, he has Okay, one. all right, there it is. Yeah. See, if I had only watched every episode three million times like everyone else in the world, I would have known this. Well, that's what I'm here for, honey. Okay. Uh, Ross and Rachel argue some more. Ross is on defense about, on the defensive about falling asleep in the lecture. He's like, it was 45 minutes. It's like, 45 minutes, that's nothing. No, he was just saying it's 45 minutes on one topic. On like, uh, on the type of dress or something. Uh, was it? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I guess that's... I'd be bored. Like, I don't care about fashion like Rachel does. I like some things, but I, if I just had to sit in a chair, like, and those seats were super close to one another... I mean, the people around them are, like, on top of mm-hmm. each other. I'd probably roll my eyes and fall asleep, But, like, too. can Ross not put his hands up and be like, yeah, sorry, that's, that was it must have been embarrassing. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, he's, like, no, proper, like, not. he's he, yelling back. He's like, what was I supposed to do? It's so fucking boring. He's a jerk. He, like, this is worse than the jealousy stuff. He, like, straight up belittles her career choice. He's like... People go and see movies about what I do. Who would ever go see a movie about fucking Jurassic Parka or something? It's like, God. But at this point, I think Rachel's had enough because then she starts using some fighting words and they start to fight in a mean way, I think. Like, they're really insultive of one another. Yeah. And I don't get what the problem is. So if if you're with someone who has different a different passion than you, wouldn't it be kind of interesting to, like, learn about it, but the other person respect that that's not their thing. Like, so it's okay. We can have different right. likes. I just don't know how Ross is, like, defending himself in any way at all to this. Because, like, he didn't want to go. The only reason he went is so that she wouldn't go with this other guy. And then, like, he can't even fake his way through it. Like, he's like, I fell asleep and it was the fault of the lecturer for talking about fucking jackets so you shouldn't be mad at me then like he's just (laughs) the worst like i don't want this to become the podcast where we're just like fucking slagging off ross all the time but he is really making it hard right now (laughs) all right he's making it super hard for me but so anyway um it basically comes down to ross being like he feels like he's losing her and he's like i just this is a part of your life that I'm not a part of, and that scares me. Which, again, I don't think is sweet. Like, I think that's, like, weird and creepy and domineering and controlling. He feels that she's slipping away because of this new job and because she has new friends and everything. I mean, she's new to the city, relatively new. Wouldn't you be excited to be like, wow, she's making a life for herself and new friends? Doesn't she mean- is advancing in the world of fashion She's- at a ridiculous rate with no experience and no education on the matter. And she already has like a high up position in one of the biggest department stores. He should be bloody amazed. I think it's, it's been, own- do you know how many episodes she's been since she left Central Park to here? It's like been six episodes or something. She's making unprecedented progress. It's who you know. It's who you know. I guess so. But... I think it's just all fear-based. It's all on his insecurity. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like a very well-rounded individual in a relationship would just be, as you're saying, really excited, happy, 
wanting them to do well, wanting them to be happy, making new friends, having their own life along with the life that you two have together. Yep. But he, I don't know, he just, maybe he's super scared. He's not enough for her that she'll leave him. And like she says basically as much as what you just said to him. She's like, I like having my own life. I like having a part that's kind of just me out there trying to make it on my own. And she's doing fucking great at it. And and she's just like, I'm, you know, I love you a lot, but like this is just something I'm going alone at, and I I really love love the challenge. Are they gonna break up? And she's like, Do you get that? And he's like, It's fine, of course it's fine. And then he hugs her, and he's like, It's not fine. All right, so we have to deal with this jealousy shit more, and then they're gonna break up, right? Please. Well, I can't tell you that right now. Uh, We're fair just gonna enough. have to wait and see. Leslie reveals to Phoebe that she pitched Smelly Cat to her old ad agency. Phoebe is really angry. She basically gives her an ultimatum. She's like, you can have Smelly Cat if it means that much to you, but we will never be partners again. So it's like, so what's it going to be? Make your choice. And then we get a hard cut to <laughs> commercial. Smelly Cat, Smelly Cat, Smelly Cat, Smelly Cat, what? And yeah, she's gone and done the dirty and sold it. And they've made a commercial about it. Phoebe's dumb. She should have never been like, yeah, you can have Smelly Cat. That's like her pride and joy. It's, she already had a music video made about it. I know. I just don't understand why she would give it to her so willy-nilly. Yeah. I think she was trying to call her bluff to like see the importance of their friendship. And I think she was hoping that she would stay with her. But nope. And, you know, she gets over it by writing a mean song about her. She calls her a jingle bitch. Jingle whore, too. And a jingle whore, yeah. Probably the best thing she's ever written. <laughs> and the episode ends with Chandler celebrating having his little nubinectomy. He has his third nipple removed. And then Monica makes a joke about Rachel. And Chandler's worried that by cutting off his nipple that he's no longer going to be the funny guy. <laughs> Good stuff. And the episode ends. Chandler's been ditched for being a freak. Phoebe has lost out her best song. Ross and Rachel's relationship is in tatters. Monica is still without Richard Burke. God, what's going to become of the Central Perk gang? Things are getting dark. Well, all I can say is that I hope we see more of Phoebe. Okay. And Joey. Joey didn't get a lot this episode. He just like set up the whole ginger thing. Yeah. But I feel like, as you know, Ross is, you know, the main character. And I'm just kind of sick of him. So I How wish can he, like, he be? He is, the, he is the antagonist of this show. How can he be the main character? He's the main character. It revolves around Ross and Monica. Yes. It doesn't at all. Yes, it though. does. This episode didn't revolve around either of them. Ross is the main character. And I want to pull out on our website to see if other people agree. Because honestly, honestly, when does Ross have ever have nothing to do maybe one or two episodes maybe last episode we didn't have anything to do maybe two or three episodes but like the amount of times phoebe or joey or chandler don't have anything to do Hmm. put this up on the website you're actively rooting for them to break up now just so we're clear you are not i don't think that rachel deserves to be with someone that's that petty and jealous and insecure unless he can he can work on himself get a therapist man maybe this is his journey Maybe this is his arc. Sure, but how long is she going to be patient for? Wow. It feels like it's been going on a long time, but like I say, she's only had this job since, like, we're on episode 14. She got that job at Bloomingdale's 
episode nine. So it's been like five episodes. Yeah. Mark has been a thorn in the side for five episodes. Hopefully now that he is somewhat out of the way, things can get back on track. So, I don't know. Like, they're cute together. Like, they look cute together. But I don't know. Yeah. Like, if they broke up, I'm not going to cry about it. But the fact that people always mention the Ross and Rachel relationship makes me think that they will just mean, like be together forever. Yeah. You know? We just haven't seen them having too many good times recently. Yeah, they're not laughing anymore. Where's the happiness gone, Michael? Well, with that in mind, I guess we'll close up shop for this week. All right, what are we up to? Next episode is season three, episode 15. It's a pretty spoiler-heavy title, so I'm not going to tell you it. Oh, no. So it's just something that you're going to have to look forward to. Why do they do that? I don't like spoiler titles. Wow, but it's a good one. Okay. So we will get to that all in good time. In the meantime, thank you all very much for listening. This has been the Friends to the End podcast with Michael and Elizabeth. If you want to help support the show, you can give us a wee follow on Twitter at FriendsPod. You can also check out our website, friendstotheend.podomatic.net. It's got all of our old, every episode, every single episode is up there for you to stream for your pleasure. Uh, And it also has all of our nifty um, podcast artwork from Arthur Hamer up on there as well. You can download us on iTunes and not Google Play anymore, apparently, and Stitcher Radio. We're available there. And if you want to help support the show, telling a friend is probably the best way to do it. Um, Or, as I've said before, wait till they leave the room and just download it on their phone without them knowing. It'll be a fun little treat for them to discover. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll catch you next time down the road. See you later. Bye.